This is the Better Wealth Podcast with Caleb Williams. Hey everyone, in this podcast episode, I'm going to break down the 529 plan, the plan that most people are saving money for college, and I'm going to compare it to a life insurance strategy, and especially if we're using an overfunded life insurance plan. And what actually spurred this on was we're going to be we're going to be hitting YouTube hard here shortly, and I'm going back to my YouTube channel and and. I saw a video that I did a while back. It got published May 16th of 2018. And I, and I cringed because if you go there, I have like two shirts on. I have a green shirt and then a blue shirt. And it's like one sleeve is like rolled up and one's like half rolled up. And I'm like, okay, well, apparently I was having an off day with the apparel. Uh, but overall, I watched the video. I'm like, okay, this is actually, you know, somewhat valuable. I I should redo it. And, and so I'm going to keep it up on YouTube uh, so that you guys can give me flack and but you can go there and if you're there make sure you hit subscribe because we're going to be again we're going to be putting out some uh, great content and my hope is to use that platform and really share the message so this is what i'm going to do i'm going to talk about seven key concepts on when we compare a 529 plan to life insurance and we're going to break down the pros and cons to each strategy so before i jump in a 529 plan I'll just talk about the reason why most people, you know, think about this being the plan of choice. The reason it's the plan of choice is what a lot of financial advisors will say is if you're going to if you're going to save or invest money for your kid's college education, put it in this account. You don't get a deduction. Put it in this account. It will grow tax free, and then you can use it tax free for college. Okay, so it's it's they it's very much like a oh this is like a a Roth on steroids for education. This is amazing. And what I found is no one actually like asks more questions. They just, they just do what people, they just do what they're told. And so a lot of people are having these kind of accounts and, and knowing what I know, I think there's so much, so many better ways, but I don't want to just tell you that. I want to like explain to you my thought process. So the first benefit overall in these, these seven, these seven benefits that I'm going to be comparing versus overfunded life insurance. And again, I'm talking about the kind of stuff that I write about in my book and what we specialize in as a company. There's a lot of life insurance that I do not endorse or recommend, but when set up and overfunded, it's a really powerful vehicle. The first, the benefit is tax deductible. That means, do you get a tax deduction for putting money in these plans? And the answer is no to both. So the, this is in my video, I have red and green because that's kind of how I think red being bad, green being good. And both life insurance and 529 plans and a Roth all have, they don't, you don't get a deduction, but that usually means there's, there's other tax advantages advantages on the back end and where we are as far as our tax uh, as a country I, I don't actually see that being a total disadvantage but you don't get a deduction for putting your money in a 529 plan or an overfunded life insurance policy the second benefit is tax-free use now the 529 plan i put a yes with an asterisk and the reason i do that is it is tax-free use if you use it for college this is one of my big complaints with 529 plans is it's very restrictive. You have to use it for some kind of education. And they've gotten a little bit lenient. And like, if you don't use it, maybe you can pass it on to someone else in your family and they could use it or gift it. But the reality is it's tax-free use if you use it for college. If you decide that maybe college isn't for you or you want to start a business or whatever, it's no longer, you can't access it tax-free. So that's a, that's a, a yes, kind of. Whereas the overfunded life insurance, I mean, that's what I teach, be in control of your money from day one. 
And so absolutely, whether you use it for college or business or regardless of what that you can uh, either withdraw basis. But what I recommend is borrow against that asset, allowing your money to continue to grow. And, and because that's considered a, a loan, uh, it's it's not taxable at all. It's it's tax exempt. So the the second thing is tax free use, kind of for the five twenty nine plan. If you use it for what it's intended, yes. And then for the life insurance, absolutely, it's yes. The third aspect is safety. Okay, five twenty nine plans. The five twenty nine plan doesn't make it wrong. Like it doesn't make it unsafe because it's a five twenty nine plan. All the five twenty nine plan is a wrapper. But what most people are investing their money through a 529 plan. It's like some kind of mutual fund or some kind of stock index. And again, I want you to think about this. You're, this is a short-term goal, whether it's whether your kid just turned one or whether they're a teenager or regardless, you don't have a massive time frame. And so one of, one of the big things, if you look back on, on how these plans have backfired is imagine you're going to school in 2008. I know the market's been doing incredible these, I mean, we've been on an incredible run but can you imagine like if you, if the market tanks and your college plan just dropped half in value like that's that's not the greatest and and i i will give credit to this is i i really do i've seen this that a lot of advisors get more conservative nearing um college because it's just kind of like a retirement plan it's like you don't want to lose money when you need it the most whereas i would argue that whole life insurance when set up and used properly is is the most safest asset you can own so as far as safety goes, 529 plan, no. Life insurance that's overfunded, yes. The fourth aspect, and this goes into when we're thinking about colleges, does the 529 plan affect financial aid? Okay, do you have to report that as an asset? Does that go in and as, as something, as a report? You have, you have to report that. And the answer is yes. And this is what's crazy to me is you think these po- college plans would be like advantageous. You think they'd be like, no, you don't have to report them on your FAFSA report uh, because, you know, they're college plans. But the reality is you have to, which is which is crazy to me. Whereas, this is interesting, and I want you to take notes on this. Overfunded life insurance or life insurance in general does not need to be reported on the FAFSA report. There are people that take, I mean, there's people that for a living that take money all like in just assets, just any IRA assets or just money assets and transfer it all over to life insurance in one year. And it's and it's considered a MEC, a modified endowment contract. By doing that, they don't get the tax-free lifetime growth. But what they do is now they move their reportable assets to a, a vehicle where they don't have to report. It's just very interesting. And it's one of the things that opened my eyes. I'm like, wow, that alone could be a game changer because it could allow you different options as it relates to you know your your financial aid, the the fifth component is the death benefit. Obviously, the five twenty nine plan does not come with the death benefit, whereas the life insurance does. I I include that as a benefit because it's important, but I I wouldn't say that this is necessarily is the highest uh, importance as it relates to the seven. The sixth benefit is this idea of penalties slash taxes, and I wrote yes with an asterisk because again. No, if you use it like it's intended for college, but anything else, yes, you'll have to pay penalties and taxes and who knows what the tax rate's going to be. So again, that that's kind of a maybe depending on what, what result you're, you're going to have in the future. Whereas, whereas life insurance is a, is a green no, it's, you're not going to get penalized or taxes when set up and, and, and when you use it properly. And here's the seventh, the seventh um, benefit. And this one 
is the most important one out of them all. Like I shared with you six and they're all valid, but this one needs to sink in. And it's the following long term 529 plan is disrespecting the value of what your dollar could be the rest of your life. The fact that most people go to college when they're 18, 19, 21 years old, think about think about them spending their money and never that money's never able to grow for them ever again. I mean, think about the, what that actually is costing them over their life. The biggest biggest problem that I have have with these these plans is is this is you put your money, you're putting it into a vehicle that I'm not even going to argue. I don't even really believe in in the mutual funds and, and that being a really great strategy. But let's just assume that it is. Let's say you get 8% every single year. It's awesome. No risk. But then you're you're taking that money and spending it. And that money that you're spending on college will never be able to grow for you ever again. What if What if there was a way where you could have your money grow the rest of your life and be able to access that to invest in college? If you see that as an investment where some of you guys like, some of you guys may not see college as, as being needed or, or necessary or not. And some of you are like, yeah, it's, I'm doing what I'm doing because I have a college degree. Awesome. It's like invest in yourself. Remember, there's a difference between what you do and how you do it. And all I'm saying is when you set up and use life insurance properly, you're able, your money is able to grow the rest of your life and you're able to utilize that money. And, and that, that long-term compound effect is massive, is, is it could be the difference of hundreds of thousands of dollars. So even assuming in a perfect world, you're earning that eight, 10% every single year, we have to remember we're not just playing a short-term game, we're playing a long-term game. The, the example that I'll end with is this idea of, you know, is the world flat or round? And, and if some of you guys have heard this in, in my book, and, and obviously the world is round. It's, it's obvious if you zoom out and you go to space, you can see that the world is round. But you could make a you could make a pretty good argument that the world is flat depending on how you measure it. It's if you measure it just on over ten years, you could say, oh, this this oh, it's flat because um, we're measuring the Earth in Colorado and it's only three feet and it's totally flat. Well, you're right. And if you zoom out, if you if you if you really look at the big picture, it's obviously you're obviously wrong. The same thing goes with this whole idea: is do you have a short mindset? Or do you have a long-term mindset? I think you can accomplish both. I know for a fact uh, that this is this is a thing. And the reason I did this video is I sat down with clients a while ago who um, have these kind of plans on their grandchildren, and they uh, they were very anti life insurance because they had certain beliefs that they thought to be true. And after going through this and actually seeing the impact that their kids were going to have, it, it was or their grandchildren were going to have, it was like a no brainer. And I kind of ended with this. It was, it's the plan that keeps on giving. It's the college plan that will also be there for your um, kids or your grandchildren's first car and maybe a down payment on the house. And then maybe who knows what's going to happen, maybe fund their first business and then be a retirement supplement for them. And then ultimately pass on the legacy. That's powerful. That's giving your dollar multiple jobs. So the final thought is 529 plans versus life insurance, seven benefits, why you may want to steer away from the 529 plan and there's better alternatives for your money.
Hey, if you've been enjoying this show, uh, first of all, thank you so much for listening and for subscribing. And and if you haven't left me a five star review, I would it would mean the world to me. Like, do it and then let me know. Like, send it over to me because um, I love um, seeing the the reviews. And I don't I don't get notified when I when we get another review on the podcast. The other thing would be is is please continue to share this message. If you know someone that if this message or if an interview that I did was really impactful, like share that. Because that's one of the best ways that we can build this movement. And again, it's gotten really clear that I want to impact a million people and I can't do that alone. I only can do that through helping other people and building them up and helping them understand that they are their greatest asset, that there's better ways than what we thought to be true. So with that said, have an amazing rest of your week or whenever you're listening to this, have an amazing day and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. Make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast player.